Hi, this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who plumps when you cook him, Scott Johnson. Hello. I promised myself I wouldn't pace this year. What do you think the chances are? Pretty slim. Thank you. Uh, you guys, welcome to Nerdtacular 2013. Now, I know we did a little bit of this earlier, but how many of you are returners? How many of you are coming back? That's awesome. How many new folks? Wow. Holy crap. I didn't expect that ratio. That's very interesting. I don't know what we do with that data, but let's get on that. Um, it is a thrill to be in front of you again. It's nice this year because we've got some time to spend with each other before all the poop hits the fan. Um, last year it was you know, literally a half hour to set up and rapid fire stuffed, and then you were out of here. And we didn't like that much. We decided we wanted it to be more than that. And so, super thrilled to have all of you here. You guys are the cream of the supporting crop of the Frog Pants Network. You're the ones who come out to this thing. And there were a bunch of others behind you that didn't get tickets who, uh, I feel bad about those guys, but I'm so thrilled to have you guys here. And I'm glad you were all fast with your mice and were able to buy them on time. Uh, so, welcome, everybody. I'm um, going to go over just a couple of quick things. Uh, my time for this little introduction is short, and we're going to jump right into stuff today. First of all, I want to welcome everybody uh, to all the community who support us, everybody at home watching the live stream right now. I'm trying not to pace. The camera guys hate it when I pace. <laughs> um, so I just plant my feet and not move. Um, you guys are like ex ex extended family to us. You really are. And I, I feel like I don't say that enough. I say it sometimes on the shows. I mention it on websites and things, but it really is true. You guys are Extended family, you mean a lot to us, not just to my family, but to the entire Frog Pants family, all the other producers and friends of the network. Uh, so we really appreciate it. Um, all the AIE and Tadpole people that are here, you guys are crazy, and I love every one of you. Um, big special thanks to all the producers and friends of the program that showed up. You'll get to, to talk to a bunch of them and ask your questions here coming up soon. Um, too many to mention by name anymore. There's just too many of them, but they're all awesome. They all took amazing amounts of time out of their schedule and came here to do this very personal thing with you guys, and I really appreciate them doing that each and every year. Um, I said hi to the streamers at home, didn't I? Hi, streamers at home. I hope you're enjoying this high-definition feed. Special thanks to UAT. Big hands for the guys who uh, are doing that for us. I want to thank Doghouse Systems, Lantronics, uh, for, supporting the, uh, for supporting the event. They're sponsors of the event this year. I want to thank all the Kickstarter people, many of which are here. Big fan hands for yourselves. It's just simply true. We couldn't have done this without you guys. The, the, the Kickstarter thing is everything to this. So thank you guys very much for supporting it. It means a lot, and everybody at home that supported it as well. Uh, I want to thank Blizzard Entertainment. I want to thank Cryptozoic Entertainment. These guys send us all kinds of cool stuff. The swag bags are 
amazing this year because of some of their help. The prizes we're giving away tomorrow are enormous, and the games we're going to get to play in the big game room are many. So use them and use them wisely. Um, let's see. Oh, also, Evil Hat Productions sent us a game or two. I wanted to mention them. I want to thank, we call him Gay Paul, but I want to thank Paul <laughs> for making these banners for us. So he took my artwork. He does really amazing work. He's done it three years in a row now, and every year it gets better. And I'm, I'm honored to even get to draw the stuff that shows up there, and then his reproductions just blow me away. I'm very happy with this year's theme. Um, and I mean that line on these long ones, by the way, right in front of me. The, it's like family, but with nerds. That's what you guys are. Uh, let's see. also want to thank Gnomewise, who's uh, audio streaming this for us. Thank you, Gnomewise, right over there. Todd is good people. Been here a couple years in a row. Three years in a row, right? Yeah, really appreciate it. Uh, our sound AV guys, Brandon and crew, thank you so much. You guys have no idea. Like, we'd be screwed without uh, what they're doing for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I wrote down the N13 eyeballs. Oh, I know what it is. All you guys that helped us, like, keep track of stuff, um, and I'm, all their names are escaping me, but you know who you are, Iceworm, and all you guys, thank you very much for what you did, and are still doing. Uh, interns, Paul Swickard and Iceworm, I want to thank Kim, Sarah, and Steve, that's uh, my wife, obviously, her sister, and her husband, for helping us, they always do, and they're, they're awesome. My kids, my friends, there are neighbors here, some of which aren't here yet, because they're stuck. Um, and really, can I just apologize on behalf of Zeus, or whoever did this? I swear, man. Such a jip, but uh, the, the show will go on. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, people who donated stuff. There are too many to list. Uh, we've got some great prizes from people that are here in the audience who brought just amazing things to give away. We'll do a bunch of that tomorrow. Uh, I can't do any of this without saying a huge thanks to Corinne and to Dave. Can we just tell Corinne and Dave thank you? There's likely no Nertacular without those two, and I uh, really appreciate all the work they're doing. So I promised a few weeks ago that we had a special guest, and we hinted on the instance that it might be Blizzard-related. Uh, turns out, it was. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and do this now so we can enjoy the rest of the show with us. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause to music man at Blizzard, Mr. Russell Brower. So nice of him to come. He's always been such a good friend to, to the instance and to the Frog Pants Network, and uh, it's just it's awesome to have him here. But we have other Blizzard people here too. Julie is around here someplace. John the Grave. Where'd you guys end up? Just put your hands up. Where are they? There they are. Check these guys out. So I <laughs> I was at BlizzCon two three or two years ago, I guess, and I got to interview John with Veronica in a tiny little cubicle about Miss of Pandaria. I had no idea that his girlfriend was already coming to, to Nertacular the very same year, and then that they would be here together. It's just weird, freaking me out. But anyway, it's so great to have this awesome Blizzard contingent. Uh, they've been so supportive of Nertacular in years past, and certainly this year is no exception. Um, all right, before I uh, kind of 
cut loose and get people up here and start the first panel. You guys don't know this. I haven't told anybody this. Or if I have, it hasn't been that often. But I almost quit doing this in 2005. And uh, it was a weird, uh, a weird kind of pivotal moment for me. And I didn't even talk to you weird cigar people last night about it, <laughs> wherever you are. We had a weird, like, cabal thing going on outside. Smoke monsters. Cigar smoke, dude, it's just not my cup of tea. But anyway, but these people are that we were hanging out with, and we had a bunch of stories to tell, but I didn't mention this, this part of things, which is I almost quit doing it. I was about five years into the comic strip, uh, hadn't started Extra Life Radio yet. Podcasting had just become a thing you could call podcasting. And uh, I, about, I was just at this point where I was like, do I really want to just keep doing all this stuff, or am I spinning my wheels and I should just quit and just do the full-time job and that'll just be the end of it. And uh, I didn't do that because of community that wrote in, emailed in, didn't tweet yet because we didn't have that. Thank goodness, I guess, or maybe, I don't know, do we like it? I don't know how we feel about Twitter now. <laughs> you know? um, but, but they made it very clear that they appreciated what I was creating and what I was doing and I decided that it was either do it or don't do it and I decided to do it. And I'm really grateful for people like you who gave me that extra push to get things where they are today so that we can do things like this and bring you guys together. And I know it sounds sappy and I keep repeating it, but you guys really are like family. And meeting each one of you and shaking your hands and learning about who you are and where you come from and about your families and the little kids that are here are so cool. Where's, that, where's, uh, where's Gabriel? Where, where, where'd that kid go? There he is. Hold him up. Look at this kid back in the corner. Children really are the future. Um, <laughs> but, and there's so many more, and I just think you guys are all awesome to bring your kids and to make it kind of a family thing. It's something that's important to me in my life with my family, and having them a part of this uh, just makes it perfect. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate what you guys have done to support me through 12 years of comics, through, what, eight years of podcasting, at least proper anyway. Um, I wouldn't have started ELR without you guys. I wouldn't have started the instance. I wouldn't have done any of this stuff. So I'm really grateful. That's the reason we get to do this and hang out and have this fun. Um, so thank you. A round of applause for you, please. Okay. I'm trying to see if there's anything I'm missing. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I got everybody. If I missed your name or... or Trust me, there's so many people doing so much stuff, it's almost impossible to track everybody, but I really appreciate all the help that everybody has given. The way it'll work from here on is at 10.30. How close are we? Yeah, we got a little extra time, uh, which is good because I know we have some stragglers still coming in. Uh, we'll start the Frog Pants uh, producers panel. Here's how we're going to do it this year. It's a little bit different. Years past, Brian would start over here, I would start over here, and we would run around and find your hands, and you could ask your question. We've decided to take a page out of Blizzard's book from BlizzCon, and we're going to act as mic stands, basically. Line up here, and then you'll come up if you want to ask a question. We'll ask your name. You can ask it. Did you hear me when I did that? Probably not. Um, and that's how we'll ask questions. So uh, feel free to do that. We'll get ready for that here in a minute. Again, thank you all for being here. Let's get this thing started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Frog Pants Producers Panel.
All right. Thank you, Mr. Scott Fletcher, or as we sometimes call him, Mrs. Cott Fletcher. So I thought it'd be fun to introduce these guys in a slightly different way. Um, there's two people we don't have up here. I wish we did. My app's lappy cohorts, uh, Eileen and Eric. Eric's stuck down in the valley, and I promised Eileen she didn't have to be on this one. <laughs> but I'm going to play her little intro anyway and have you say her name, all right? So here's what you were going to hear from uh, Eileen. Because they were just being bitches. There you go. Eileen Rivera. These are in no particular order, so we're just going to play through these here. Here's the next one. Oh, dear. <laughs> Willie Dills Gregory. Yeah. Here's a familiar sound. I have spread disease before. That's Randy Jordan. Randy Jordan. That sounded a little produced, didn't it? Like you were singing. A little bit, yeah. Uh, here we go. Poop office. There we go. Mark Spagnolo. If you listen to uh, Comic Dorks, that was the really bad comic he reviewed a couple of months ago. Uh, all right, let's see here. Let's do the next one up. Muskrot. Oh. <laughs> Brian Dunaway. All right, one of my favorites. Tom Merritt. All right, next one. Nicole Spagnolo. All right, now I don't know which one of these to do. I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let Scott do this one. Here you go. I just say like Scott Johnson is my bitch. There you go. <laughs> Veronica Belmont. Now wait a minute. Sausage. Did I have other ones? Sausage. Wait, wait, wait. That's not even good. Enough. I got, I got one more. <laughs> I got one more for you. Mm, sausage. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. It's got this guy on the cover, and he's being in trouble. There you go. Steven Schweiker. All right. You know him, you love him. Oh, you have no idea how much I need to pay. Mark the Terpster Turpin. He forgets I just keep recording when we're done. Uh, all right. I was ages ago. Uh, let's see. I don't know which one. Oh, he. This isn't. He's not at the table, but you recognize this voice. Sometimes you just need to smack the bitch up. Brian Nibbett. There he is. All right, now, there are a couple of people in the audience who we would consider uh, spiritually connected to the Frog Pants Network, and I just want to play them for fun. I don't even think you have the names down, but I'm going to play them anyway. People will know who this is. <laughs> Justin Roberts Young. And did, did Schwood make it? Is he here? Okay, he's right there. The spiky hair is the thing that sets you apart from everyone else, and now it's gone. All right, so we got a little of that. That's the last thing I want to feel is my flesh on my flesh. <laughs> Brian Brushwood. Oh, we have one more from him. Bullshit. There you go. 
All right, then finally... Boobies! Mr. Scott Fletcher! All right. Oh, wait, what's this? The key? Robot arms. All right. Done teasing Veronica now. So, uh, thank you all for being here. I also want to thank Adam Christensen for sitting in for Eric, who's stuck in the valley. Adam does the Mac cast. He's awesome. Does a lot more than that, but... My favorite Mac podcast still is the Mac cast, and thank you for sitting in. I appreciate it. Um, I really like these people. Oh, and there's one more Blizzard employee up here, sitting here. Mentioned all the Blizzard employees today. Um, let's... Oh, yeah. I wish, you, I wish Patrick was here. Can we all just have a little sad clap for Patrick because he's not here? Oh, Patrick. Um, all right. <laughs> So we do this every year, and we love doing this because it gives you guys a chance and me a chance to ask great questions of good people. You're welcome to ask Brian and I questions as well. Um, and uh, if, if you have those again, we'll be lining up here to do them. But just to kind of throw out a couple of initial ones, some things have changed in the last year. So last year we were looking forward to this video game show that Veronica and Schwid were working on. And we were really excited. Too soon, is it? It was really good, is all I'm getting at, and I think the internet is less uh, safe without it. Uh, so I just wanted to ask, I'll ask Veronica, I guess, since she's up on mic, and I can come over to you there, Schwood, if you want to add to this. But um, what, was that, what was that like to have like that fast-paced, let's get this thing on the air, high-value production thing? What is that like to create a show like that on top of everything else you were already doing? It was really hard. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, and we had such an amazing group of people working on it. But man, that was it was harder than I think any of us maybe expected. Just to get the whole thing together. I mean, because we had skits yeah. and we had reviews and we had like new stuff and interviews and just the it was it was a lot of stuff. But it was I think we had a blast making it too. Yeah. And Justin wrote for it. Nice job, Justin, on that show. Yeah. yeah. That weird robot thing was his, right? Yeah. <laughs> Max Trollbot, awesome. So, Tom, you're a guy who constantly makes new content and looks tired when you do it all the time. Because, um, you know, last year we talked a bunch about, you know, the, the whole uh, autopilot thing we were working on, and you had some other projects going on. What's new with Tom Merritt? What's going on with you? What's, what's, what's the hot new business? Yeah, I'm trying not to do anything new. Uh, finally, <laughs> honestly, uh, well, so I, I launched "It's a Thing" with Molly Wood, uh, which is an audio f show. We did 13 episodes. We're gonna do them seasonally, and we were texting at the end of June. We're gonna get that cranked back up, and we got out of pilot season two coming. Uh, yeah, starting in this the fall. fall. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, yeah, the biggest new thing I've been working on is Ten State. Uh, a comic that I'm doing with Len Peralta that we kickstarted. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Um, really excited about it. In fact, he's. I, I've got to look at the last pencils for issue three that he sent this morning because he he wants to make sure he he gets that going. Uh, Kickstarter backers should have gotten issues one and two. So far, the feedback we've gotten has been positive. But that that's that's the most exciting thing for me, and it makes me the most nervous because I've never done anything like that before. Yeah, it's really good, and he's doing an awesome job. And also, we uh, we hinted last year that Tom and I were working on a... I was going to illustrate a book he was writing about tech history. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah we actually haven't done that yet. <laughs> so we'd like to announce we're still going to do that. Yeah, we're still doing that. So uh, hopefully soon, actually. We're looking forward to that. Steven Schleicher, i got a question for you. Okay. So here's a guy 
who has been slaving away at Majorspoilers.com for how many years now? Seven. Seven freaking years as of Wednesday, right? July 3rd. Holy cow. All right. That's pretty awesome. Recently, you decided to expand, to get bigger, and try to grow that thing. Correct. Tell us us about the challenges of that, because I think that's a really interesting part of what we're doing, is we're trying to figure this crap out one step at a time, and you're trying to go for it now. Where are you at with it? Uh, We're we're there. So the good thing is, uh, last year at this time, um, people said, what are you going to do next? And I said, well, man, I've been playing this Munchkin game, and it's pretty fun. And so a year later, now we have 46 episodes of Munchkin Land uh, under our belt. One of our, uh, one of the people that appear on our show, just uh, one of my former students, now graduated. Uh, we started to find out he didn't have a lot of uh, movie knowledge experience, so we took Young Zach and we turned it into its own show, Zach on Film, which some of you may be familiar with. And then, uh, as of July third, our seventh anniversary, now we're in our LLC now, so uh, right. that's really good too. So. Way to go! So, how do we keep it all in control? Manage growth. Everybody's growing, man. Manage growth, I think, is the big uh, way to do it. Terpster, you're not doing anything but the instance. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know, really. Um, yeah, well, we, we do the instance. We should be doing it right now. Yeah, right so now we'd be recording right really now. really sorry about that, anyone who... 5.4, what's the deal with that? What's the deal with yeah. that? Yeah. I don't know, actually. I'm not Ford too sure. Side. You guys not getting drops? Because I'm not getting any I'm drops. I'm not getting any drops. Really? <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with the daily. Randy, where are my drops? <laughs> <laughs> I need some purples, Randy. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think what we'll do is open it up to you guys. I know you guys have questions. Surely we'll have answers. Last time, my only complaint last year was that we didn't give you guys enough time. I spent too much time yapping. It's going to stop doing that now. So if you're kind of on that side of things, go find Ibit. You're on this side of things, come find me. I'm gonna get blown out here. Light up, yep, right now is great. <laughs> right behind me here. Oh Ladies God. first, right? Not exactly. Yours is All right, it's Viking glass, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. April for sure. Um, so, have you eaten today? Yes. <laughs> well, just in case you didn't, uh, the Tadpole and Clark and Cafe Racer, they have a little something for you. We have a faint kit in case you uh, feeling a little woozy. We got some food in there, smelling salts. <laughs> you know what we're, le- we're learning right now is I need to quit telling personal stuff on the morning stream. <laughs> That's very sweet. Thank you so much. Oh, oh yeah, and there's headphones in case they happen to touch a little something. Doesn't <laughs> happen to anybody here, right? We're good. Nobody's okay. Good. And last question. Are you trying to suck up to Jerry with that? I didn't know he was a fan. I didn't know you liked the penguins. Yeah. There's a few of you. Good question. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Viking Lass. Thank you. State your name. I'm Andy Orgomas from the AIE podcast. So this is a question for Steven, but it's really for anyone who does kind of a, I know that you do a completely unscripted, the live play thing, and then you right. edit it down. Right. Um, I know you do a lot of editing. Yes. For, say, an hour and a half show, how much are you actually starting with to cut down? Um, it depends. You know, some of the stuff that's the role-playing stuff, there's very little editing out uh, when it's a pure role-play podcast. 
for stuff when it gets into the game action where we're actually doing a fight. Um, there's a lot that's taken out, mainly because there's a lot of ums and ahs and hold on a second, let me check out my sheet. So, uh, for example, the one that was supposed to go up this Saturday uh, has zero editing in it. Oh. The one that went up last Saturday, uh, there's about 40 minutes of stuff taken out. Okay. So it just it varies from show to show. Okay, thanks. Can I add to that? How many? How much editing? Like Tom, how much editing do you do? None. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask. Bron- who who up there doesn't do any editing after they record? Only if I say something stupid. <laughs> yeah, but that whole sausage <laughs> thing stayed in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah we, don't, we don't really edit much. No. Yeah, unless we have a technical problem or yeah. something where we have to stop down. That's I hate editing. Thing. Like, yeah. Mark, you do a lot of video and stuff oh, as yeah. well. So tell us where you're at. Well, if I don't edit, it's horrible. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, I mean, when you do video, and it's, I do woodworking for anyone who doesn't know, so these projects can kind of drone on for a long time. So you have to compress time. So it's a ton of editing just to make something that's palatable that people will want to watch. So insane. We're still here on hour two of watching the stain dry. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting. We're almost there. Real time wood whisper. I Scott. I, I'll just throw in there, because I used to do, uh, when I started, I obsessed about editing, and I got to this point where now I do this sort of live editing thing, and I don't know if other people do this, I just sort of developed it, you know, I didn't come from an audio background or anything like that, so um, I do everything kind of in cuts, so if I'm doing a segment, I'll record that one, and if I mess up, I just kind of re-record that one, and I just kind of butt them together, so yeah. I developed that system, so that I don't have to do it post, because I would spend hours and hours otherwise. Well, I mean, they're used to, when Skype was still new and we weren't used to the gaps and things like that, you'd spend a lot of time worrying about that, and I remember trying to cut that out, but now I just, who cares? It's like, I just w- get the show done, wing it, you know? I, w- I would say that you, Scott Johnson, actually do negative editing. <laughs> <laughs> not only do you not want to edit in the show, but you will take things people say before the show and bring them into the show. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we get to spend the next year hearing about Brian Dunaway's scrote over yeah. and over. Yeah. <laughs> and we're better for it, all right? <laughs> all right, let's uh, take get our next checked. question. Come on up. Your name? Jesse. I'm from Tempe, Arizona. J.B. Hannon, the tadpole adorist in AIE. Uh, this is a question kind of about like, the sort of weekly topical kind of news sort of podcast. My dad and I do, uh, it, it's on hold at the moment because we're both been really busy, but we do a sports podcast about Arizona State University sports. And one thing that I've had a lot of trouble with is figuring out process of preparing everything during the week for a show that you record at once a week. Uh, so I was wondering for shows like The Instance, uh, TFS, App Slappy, shows like that, uh, like what, what's just an overview of the process you go through to get everything ready during the week so that you're not having to like right before the day before a show scramble to gather a whole week's worth of news? Do you just read lots of RSS feeds, take lots of notes during the week? I'm, I'm sure about MacCast, too. That's applies yeah. very much so there, too. So I would say, like, in the in the case of the instance, all three of us kind of keep up, right? So, so if MMO Champion breaks some news on something, we all are kind of aware of it. But what we might do is still just kind of compile notes Thursday. Sure. Because that may or may not have come to fruition. It may not be important anymore. And oftentimes I'll put something in the notes where Dills will go, oh, by the way, the forums, that's all gone now. Or that, that piece of gear is back in the game. Or something like that. So the process is, is collaborative in that way. But in the case of World of Warcraft, it's just sort of keeping your ear to the, 
to the new cycle and knowing what's coming and how we would react to it. And But also talking about what we're playing and how we're doing it and stuff like that. Anything to add? Well, I think, I mean, we're into World of Warcraft, right? So we're already kind of keeping up because we just would whether we did a show or not. So, so like with Torture Cast, the, the show about the Giants. Ooh, uh, I mean, yeah. great, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Last place, Giants. Um, you guys can all give me hell. Um, but, uh, Go Giants. You know, we, <laughs> uh, we, we watch so all the sorry. games anyway, whether we were doing a show or not. So preparation is really just living our lives. You know, it's, we're doing a show about it because we like it. And same thing with, with WoW, you know. But there is... If I wasn't doing the instance, I probably wouldn't read MMO Champion every day. I probably wouldn't follow some of the people I follow on Twitter. I probably wouldn't, you know, do those things. So there is preparation throughout the week, but really it's just keeping your ear to the to the floor. And then at the uh, on Thursday, Friday morning, usually for me, uh, wake up and just kind of compile it all and go, okay, do I actually understand what's going on? So you compile like the notes before you record. Do you do like any note taking during the week? Like keep a run Google really. Doc? No, most of that happens right before the yeah, show. Really, it's just it's kind of noticing what's going on, and then right before the show we put it down on paper, and then now we can actually like look through. Yeah, usually night before I'll put a bunch in. They'll add to it in the morning. Yeah, you know, kind of I, Tom, Tom is really good at keeping. Keep, we have a Google Doc that we just copy over for each week, um, a spreadsheet, and so throughout the week Tom adds stories that he finds interesting. And then I do most. I try to do most of the community stories. And then um, that day, we just kind of comb through. And if we need to cut a few things because they're not relevant, or we just don't have enough time to get through all the stories, we just we just chop them right before the show. Yeah, I mean, essentially for for tech news today, frame rate, sword and laser, uh, I those are the topical shows that I do. I use Feedly, and I have folders for links that are relevant to all those shows. I go through them every day. I just mark save for later for the ones that I think are appropriate for the show. And then every once in a while, well, for the daily show, I have to do it every day. But every once in a while for the other shows, I'll go and I'll move those into that Google Doc into their appropriate categories. And then day of is when I'll read and really like take any notes and things that I need to know. Tom's really good at that. I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be more efficient. I remember when I first started Lazily, I literally spent an hour and a half prepping. Now, Kim and Stephanie are here. We kind of just... We keep our, like everyone else, you just kind of keep your ear to the, to the news feeds. Yeah, TFS is similar when you say, Brian, I mean, you scrub the notes and get it ready for us. <laughs> right, right. Usually, but it's mostly about what we're playing. It's very yeah. little about news anyway. It's usually about what we're playing. I usually um, scrub the notes on Friday morning. And before then, we, we shoot emails back and forth mm-hmm. just saying, hey, did you guys see this? Just kind of get an idea. And then we'll go uh, and hit a little heavier right before the show. You get good at, you get good at figuring out ways to... Um, shorten the process because all of us are doing multiple projects and that's kind of nuts that we're, you know, I got four shows to record today, so to do that I can't have weeks of prep or, or any of that. Now some may say, well doesn't that lessen the impact of the show you're doing or doesn't that mean it's less prepared than other shows or something, but my experience has been you can learn ways to crank and yeah. By taking crank, specifically. Right, right. <laughs> All of us for, take crank. Yeah. For me, I go through a process similar to Tom, and I'll just say filtering really became a key, and not just filtering in terms of sorting the stories that you're looking for, but I got really to the point where I needed to filter the content, like really know what I wanted to cover, but more importantly, what I didn't want to cover. So when I'm doing that first pass, like I, I hate the uh, lawsuit stuff. So I just chose not to cover that, because there's other shows that cover that, and that's people picked up there, so I kind of focus on certain things. People give you a hard time for that, by the way? 
the not covering all the lawsuits no, Samsung stuff? No, because like NRA, Mac OS X does that stuff. I, I don't do a lot of the financial stuff just because I'm not that into it, yeah. so I'm not that passionate about it. So that filtering process has helped me kind of tone things down because you can go nuts. Well, it's an interesting point, though. Like we would, you'd sometimes get heat for the instance because you guys just love the you love wow. That's all you like. Well, yeah, yeah. You're always gonna get yeah. that. You're always gonna get uh, that. That's yeah. why we're doing a show about World of Warcraft. Yeah. Isn't it? We're supposed to hate it. Right. No, it's it's size sword and laser because we, we like sci-fi books. <laughs> right. I mean, this is back pocket though. What's we great are. is getting, yeah. getting it. I'm waiting for a check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, well, yeah, we are hoping that Blizzard will pay us yes, one please. day. <laughs> just I don't know. You know, there's some people here today, so we give them a lot. <laughs> Maybe just a drink. <laughs> just one. Sure. That would be good. About a pet I would say looking at Russell when you say that. Or my what? favorite thing about Mist is the music, mm. hands down. I love the music. <laughs> so good. I just it is the Asian. It is actually. It is actually. <laughs> I, I would also say though that uh, over preparing can make the show stale. Yeah. So yes. don't do that because well we script everything Terpster says. Um, <laughs> everything. All the ums, everything. That's all in there. Always. Yeah, he just shows up. He just reads his lines. Yeah. Uh, and the sausage thing, the run, that was all scripted, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but don't overprepare because it's it makes it sound like it's prepared. Ray, do you want to speak to those comments we got on FilmSack? Kind of kind of reminds me of this. This yeah. be what you're going to be and not, you know. Yeah. You That's, is what you, just, you is. You just said it. Yeah. Like, Scott, would you please say the following? Be what you want to be. No, the way it worked really was, is. so we, we put up an episode last episode, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And somebody said, man, you guys went off track. Oh, I can't, so I'm done with this show. You didn't even talk about the movie. And about 50 comments after that were, please go off track. This is what we like. Don't change this. Like, yeah. the vibe of the show is, yeah, we're talking about a bad Jackie Chan movie. It was a bad well, no, was yeah. When did this happen? All right, fine. That new, that new <laughs> and movie. usually, the more we get off track, the worse the movie. The, yeah. the more we want to talk about other movies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun, and I think people have come to like that about the show. Guess what? Tomorrow, when we do film sack, we'll probably talk about other stuff, too. Right? So leave now if you don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> and film sack is unique in our note taking. <laughs> Interesting. Such a thorough. All right. But to, to, make this, to make this discussion go on forever, and I'm yeah, sorry right. for everybody, uh, it really is a, always it comes down to uh, involving the community. Like when you, when you are preparing anything that is going to have an audience, even if it, you're starting with an audience of one person, you've got to involve the community. And we, you know, we listen. We pay attention. When the one guy says, I don't like this, and the ten others say, that's really awesome, keep doing it, we keep doing it. You know, and, and you've you've got to give the community a way to communicate with you and you've got to read those emails and, and respond to them and so forth. That's there's there's no better show prep that you can ever do than get your audience involved. It's one thing that sets apart what we're doing from what we all think traditional media is doing. They're not involving the community, they're just involving Nielsen numbers. Well, so, you know, traditional media will run a scroll on the bottom of the screen with live tweets that people then troll, but they don't, they're not actually in, involving those people, you know, and, and so they're stuck. They're never going to, to grow past where they're at. Yeah. yeah. You got, there's a swath of people here that have provided memes for TMS that we wouldn't have had otherwise. You're all wearing Brian Ibbett's face. Why? Right. <laughs> because people Photoshop his horrid, horrid face on other images. <laughs> I don't think it's worth a picture of this. I like your face. <laughs> Lovely. So disturbing. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Well, well that, that about wraps words. up the question, though, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, to, to summarise. Um, nice job. Nice job. All right, yeah, Brian, right, Just to summarise. <laughs> Hi, my name is Teresa, a.k.a. Rogue Tess. And Woo! Um, I think my question is a little bit shorter. Um, and it has more to do with the personal side than the, pr- the producer side. Who do you con- And I just need names, okay? Who do you consider Veronica. to be your main um, tech or media influencers? Another way to put it would be who's your go-to Twitter feed or your go-to blog, mm. like personally, um, just to like enhance your life. And let's go with personal uh, or, or uh, present company ex- accepted, because otherwise this will turn into a big love fest. And, um, Terpster. <laughs> Terpster. <laughs> Tepster as well. <laughs> yeah, should we move left to right? So Adam, I, who's I here? Start. Oh man, I mean, my, that's hard. My feed's huge. I, I really like the work that the guys over at iMore are doing right now. Um, Nine to five Mac, Ars Technica. I, I do work for Mac Observer, and I think they do real good editorial stuff. So those are just a couple. Also, I'm particularly interested in women too. Uh, women in yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Johnson, high five. I that's, am as well. That's pretty much it. For me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Reddit, just everything's yeah. on there. So yeah. sure. Nice. She said women, dude. Uh, <laughs> that's not all. Everyone women. on Reddit is a woman. I'm the only man on there. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to break this to you. <laughs> There, it's it's a 39 year old creepy dude who's just <laughs> pretending Wait, you're not to be 39, 25, <laughs> 33. <laughs> I don't have an answer to this. Everything I consume is is like comedy and entertainment. Uh, so I guess I read Jezebel every day. That's that's fun. <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, it's kind of the same way. There's a lot of different podcasters uh, specifically for comic book news uh, from the female perspective. The Mary Sue is, is really good. So, Oh, yeah. I read that, too. <laughs> uh, like a lot of those up here, um, I usually just follow what these guys are doing. I just, I'm so busy creating content that I really don't have time to, to go out and explore but every time somebody suggests something for me, I'll usually take a little sample and I'll check it out. Demo's worth of... Uh, it's about two hours, by the way. Two-hour right. demo. Right. And uh, maybe, maybe Soleil Moon Fry, I follow her. There's, she's a girl, right? Funky Brewster. Funky Brewster, yeah. She, what does she have to say these days? Just curious. <laughs> um, my kid crapped his pants. And it's mostly parental stuff. I'm in. <laughs> Okay, this is tough, and I'm sure I'm going to miss a lot of things. I, I check Tech Meme every day just for, for tech news stuff. Uh, for gaming stuff, for ladies, I really like Leah Alexander. I think she's got a pretty sharp wit to her, and I like her reviews. Um, ooh, yeah, I guess that, that's a tough question. Um, yeah, I guess I still I look at Engadget all the time, um, sites like that, sometimes Tom. I, oh, I'm not supposed to say Tom. Okay, forget, forget Tom. I am not a woman. <laughs> I, read, I read io9 probably every day. Stay on top of that for sore and laser stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Jane Anders, speaking yeah, oh, yeah. of io9, yeah, uh, is somebody that I rely on for perspective on, on things. At, uh, also, Becky Worley. Uh, and, and I take a lot of my presentation uh, inspiration from Kate Botello. Uh, from the screensavers uh, back in the day and, and, and GameSpot TV and, and extended play after that. Um, you know, historically, 
people like Edward R. Murrow and, and Walter Cronkite, and all of those are huge inspiration for anybody doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so smart. Walter Cronkite's Walter on Twitter, Cronkite. maybe. Um, it's not dead. Anyway. But uh, Nicole Perlroth, as far as, you know, following for new news, she's a New York Times reporter. Uh, Jackie Chang from Ars Technica is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, actually, a lot of those Ars Technica crew, I really rely on to kind of get the story right. They're never first, mm-hmm. almost never first, but they're always, like, have given you a little more than anybody else has. And I look for sources like that. They're not the only ones, but a lot of folks like that. I really like uh, Nick Bilton and yeah, um, Matt Honan. Matt's like, they got They have great Twitter feeds, too. Not girls. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, since I do a lot of video, um, I'll give a shout-out to my buddy Izzy, who's uh, from the Phoenix area. There's a website called izzyvideo.com, and if you're into uh, just filming, working with Final Cut Pro, and uh, it's mostly Apple-related stuff, which probably shouldn't be a problem for most people here, but uh, Izzy Video is fantastic if you're learning how to shoot and just uh, frame your shots and just use the software. And Stephen took mine. I'm Mary Sue. And I actually have a, a Twitter list full of... It's just called Awesome Ladies. Mm. <laughs> and, of course, Veronica's in it. Aww. <laughs> You're not supposed to say me. I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really awesome women on, on Twitter that I follow and keep up to date with. Thank you. All right. Your name, please. Uh, David Grossman from Redmond, Washington. And a uh, comment and a question. First of all, um, Adam, Scott, um, Coming from Microsoft, I'm the biggest uh, Mac fan uh, <laughs> in Microsoft, and uh, I love your work. Um, uh, second, the question is, um, uh, I work for Bing Advertising and in the monetization, and uh, with uh, in Bing, you can track, uh, you know, uh, advertisers, uh, you know, how their ads are being consumed and uh, the demographics of, you know, the users. With uh, podcasts in general. Uh, since you can distribute them in so many different ways, uh, not just you know iTunes and people clicking MP3s and you know TiVo and all these different ways, um, is there challenges uh, with uh, sponsors? You know, really tracking how you know they're being uh, downloaded and really what your true user bases are. That's a great question. I can tell you just briefly for me, it's not easy. Because um, it used to be easier because you could just say, oh well, here are my server stats and. It says most of those were iTunes in 2006 2007. You could just kind of say, well, all right, those are probably all completed downloads, and you felt all right about it. These days, some people are streaming it off various apps that don't show up that way, like Stitcher, where they re-encode it and put it someplace. Yeah. So you're not getting any of those statistics. Um, it's not a bad service, necessarily. It's just suddenly it's out of our hands. Um, and then people are streaming from their phones. They're going straight to the website over the phone to do it. Some are streaming it on the site just from their browser on a desktop. Like, I find that incredibly difficult now to get true numbers. It's, it's hard. You can kind of guess. You can kind of get an idea from your host that, well, roughly you did 80,000 this week or whatever. But it's hard to tell. Yeah, we use, we use PodTrack uh, for our audio file uh, tracking. So they, we have a little URL that we put on the front end of our um, file uh, path. 
and then anything that uses that file path will then track back to PodTrack's numbers. So we get a pretty accurate guess of downloads and plays from iTunes and, and even, I'm, the, do streams count? Yeah, they, the de-dupe. Flash player? they dedupe everything, yeah. too. So, so they're, they're counting anything that accessed that URL. And uh, I don't know what Stitcher does. If they're, if, they're, if they're taking the file and then re-encoding it, I don't know what that is going to do for our numbers. I have some well, issues can, with Stitcher in general. I know, I know so. it craps up the compression. It sounds terrible. In it. You, yeah. you can look at that Stitcher-specific stats. So you have to actually check them separately, yeah, which yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, I don't like how Annoying. they stick ads on our content without our permission. But also, a, lot of, but a lot of the advertisers want response. They're not, they just, the number of listeners is, is for them to know, is it worth spending the money on you? Mm-hmm. The reason they stay is you use that code, TNT6 or whatever it was, uh, and they see, okay, when, they, when we ran that ad, that audible ad on Sergeant Laser, we got people signing up, so we'll stay with them. Yeah. Right, and I, you know, I, I did this um, several years ago when I wanted to start getting advertising. I knew I was doing all so many things already that I decided I'm going to go find an agency. This is how I did it uh, to handle that stuff for me. And I found a really great agency that I use, and they go and they talk to the advertisers, and there's communication, and so, you know, they make sure that the numbers are good. They're tracking the numbers, but more importantly, like you're saying, they're they're using those codes. They're using other mechanisms, and they're really selling it. I mean, really, it's not any different than other kinds of media. I mean, radio, TV, you still have this amorphous area of those numbers, right? You have some numbers, so we have downloads, we have you know tracking, but you're not going to get every per, you know everyone that listens. So there's a little bit of faith on the other side that there's other people that are hearing this stuff. And just as a side note on the Bing thing, I'm so happy that I can do searches. When iOS 7 comes out in with Siri, thank you. That's powered by being search on, on iOS 7. A little butt kissing going on there. No, no, no. <laughs> my, my, the biggest annoyance is asking Siri something, and she's like, i got to search the web, and, and yeah. you need to unlock me so I can open Safari. And, ugh. Yeah. One of the benefits, I'm, Brian, I'm had, so looking forward to that. One of the things we've had an advantage on TMS with our sponsors is it is so driven by you guys that if we know immediately if stuff's getting seen or used or if it resonates. We'll only take products we like, which is really important. And it, Tom's right. If, they, if you start seeing results from that stuff, it's not about... It is about the CPM. It always is. But it's more for me. It's about, did that guy use that code to buy those headphones? Right. So. Well, 10,000 listeners with only 10 of them buying the products that your sponsors are advertising versus 1,000 of them with a smaller number of listeners, you'd, you'd much rather have the the fewer li- or the, uh, the the more buyers and they stay with you. Listeners. So yeah, exactly. And the beauty of podcasting too is it's you can be really specific to uh, an audience. I mean, we're doing a show about one video game, so obviously the people who want to sponsor the instance are going to be people who know that people who like WoW are going to buy this product. I mean, that's. You can't get that with you know television really. The, the the other thing I'll add, going back to what Scott was saying about the community. The biggest thing that's helped me with advertising is my listeners emailing the advertiser and saying, I love your product. I heard about it on this show. And that happens with podcasting. I don't think that happens with traditional media. Maybe it does. That, that happens, but it's like a lottery win. You, yeah. You've got to be aggressive if you want a, a specific uh, 
sponsor. You have to be. And sometimes they just don't work. Like sometimes it's just the wrong deal. I mean, like, we've we've been doing film sack for like 137 years, and <laughs> we have we have mentioned Netflix every single episode. Right. We consistently hit top ten, top five in a very competitive category in iTunes, and Netflix will never come after us. We've got to go after them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, and I was more referring to uh, my listeners will email my advertisers that I already have and say I heard about your product on the show, and they really like. There's that. a great value. When they do that. Yeah, then they're like, yeah, this is working. I'm, I'm glad I'm advertising on that. I mean, show. Doghouse Systems, by the way, we're giving away like a $3,000 laptop tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they have some representation here somewhere. I don't know where they went. Clark's here somewhere. I think he's stuck. Where is he? Oh, he's oh. Oh. oh, that sucks. Yeah. You can tell he's not here because he's like taller than everybody else. Yeah, he's so. the tallest guy in the building. Um, I think but anyway, he's going to try and overclock the machines they're using <laughs> uh, so they can clear it quicker. I mean, they, they turned out to just be a real success story from the get-go. They launched with us. They continue to do great numbers, and it's because they are not kidding around. And when they say they're going to give you guys stuff you want, they do. This isn't even an advertisement right now, I promise. But they do. But you should use the code Henry, 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 Henry for double the memory. Um, double the memory. It's insane. Or yeah. GURP for a $50 memory. gift certificate. Anyway. If you want eight, you get 16. It's but, that, but it's interesting because they... They are, um, I was just going to say, oh, we get that all the time, this thing you're talking about, Adam, where people are like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever, and I'm going to call them and let them know. And it just feeds on itself. They stay with you forever. They're good people. Yeah. Yeah. So all do right. that, everybody. Good job. Good question. Thank you. Tell them yeah. where you found we're, out. We're changing our line orientation because I think we're blocking some people's view here. Yeah, Maintain, stay, stay with your buddy. Yeah. Make sure <laughs> everybody hold hands. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> all right. Matt. Hi, I'm Matt Quiet with uh, Nerds Domain Podcast. My question is for Tom. Tom, we're four, four weeks in to FSL. Uh, what do you think the Federation's chances are this year? You know, I was, I was really down on the Federation at the beginning of the season, uh, but we're, we're going to be giving the All-Star recap later today. And uh, a little, little tease ahead, I think I'm, I'm going to change my opinion about the Federation's chances. I think they've, they've proven themselves. It was a rocky first couple of weeks, but, you know, as, as it's gone on, they, they may have proven themselves to be one of the most powerful teams in the league. Uh, with uh, Picard, do you think he's going to go back to that machine again, or is he going to continue to be this uh, this emotional man? Sure. No, that's a great question. I think there's an element that is a great question. of that that's always going to be with him, but I'm not certain we'll ever see him fully back in that role. I came to Justin for comment. I couldn't get any. I was blown away by your uh, thing. All right. State your name, please. I'm Erin, and I wanted to know if any of you guys know what Homestuck is. What is? Homestuck. Homestuck. No, please educate us. I want to know what this is. Um, Well, I was issued a challenge to try to get one of you guys to read this. It's an online comic on mspaintadventures.com, and it's really weird and random, but it's awesome. In the beginning, it's kind of silly, but... It has, like, time travel and aliens, and it has superpowers. It's not the dinosaur thing, is it? The dinosaur comic thing? No, I don't think there are dinosaurs, but who knows? It's a really big comic. It's just what is it again? Homestuck? Homestuck. It's Homestuck? on mspaintadventures.com. John Hodgman would say, this sounds like buzz marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and it does, doesn't it? Nice plug. It's right after Home Depot in the suggested <laughs> MS Paint Adventures, there it is. Okay, cool. We will check no, out. I just to ask. Checking out now. 
yeah. All right, Gary. Something for Mark to read on Comic Dork. No. Oh, oh, yes, I have seen, I've seen this, too. Yeah, right. Oh. What? Hoop oh, toilet or whatever it was? What was it called? Yeah. Poop, poop office. Poop office, right. <laughs> it's good reading. In stores now. Open stores. Okay, I'm Gary Fisher. Uh, this is my second time here. I'm taking a page out of Cheesy G's book here and doing something that terrifies me. Um, and I actually want to start off with, with kind of just a, an observation. I'm just in awe at the artistic talent in this room, not just up here, but I mean, I follow uh, BJ, before Tank Girl, um, and, uh, and April uh, Viking Lass, uh, and just the, the artwork that, that they and Scott and uh, all, all you guys, well, and uh, Bill Duran with his, with his uh, props. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You guys see the Iron Man arm he's got on? Hold that up. Look at that thing. Yeah. Look out. The rest of it's behind the landslide. So, <laughs> so, I, so I, I'm, I'm this left-brain techie guy who didn't figure I would ever fit in with anybody like you guys because my, I tried to draw my own avatar, and I finally gave up and just threw a bunch of filters on a picture of myself in Airfan uh, View. So anyhow, uh, but my question is, not related to that at all, <laughs> How do I make an avatar? <laughs> what was that? How do I make an avatar? No. Um, I'll ask my daughter to do it for me because she's very artistic. Anyhow, um, I know a lot of you guys uh, have regular nine-to-five jobs. Uh, I know Tom does this for a living, so does Scott, and probably some of you others do. Um, but uh, how do you have time? Oh, I mean, yeah. because I know you're playing games, because you're talking about them on the podcast. I know you're watching lots of, you know, TV shows and Netflix movies. And, um, and you know, I get home from where I have a relatively high-stress job. I do tech support. And I get home, and I just want to collapse and do nothing. So is, is those of you who actually have a full-time job and are still managing to put together podcasts, GZG, again... <laughs> Anxiety party. I'm going to put in a plug for. Um, uh, is, is this like recreation for you? Is this something that relaxes you? Or um, oh dear lord, no, no, it's not <laughs> relaxing at all. So yeah, that's the question. But for me, it is. I mean, I've always tried to keep the podcast as a hobby thing. I don't think I'd want to get paid for doing the instance, but I would like a drink. Um, but it's um, it's a great thing to kind of have an opportunity to to be creative and express yourself and and for me that's really really helpful to unwind Um, and I think that yeah we all have you know busy lives but I I feel at least that you know it's a real great way to unwind so I think that you know you should do one go home do a podcast I, I think for me it's a little difficult because I've got you know major spoilers, which is podcasts and websites, and then I've got a full-time job and family. And I know a lot of us up here have kids, and when that gets into the picture, you end up taking a little step back from stuff. And so for me, part of the stuff, staying up till 2 in the morning doing podcasts and stuff, is partly OCD, but partly because I want to spend time with my kids. But I also have a lot of support from everybody else who works with major spoilers because they're able to generate content and put stuff up uh, when I can't. So part OCD is what keeps me going, part family, part friends. So, Absolutely. I have a 9 to 5 job programming. It's very boring during the day. And I just want to go home and do something creative. And trying to balance that with, with kids and family can be quite the challenge. I'm I'm always up for it. I'm always up for wearing myself into the ground until I just collapse and fall into bed. And 
I've sacrificed sleep way more than I should have. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, well, when your family's asking for your time, it's, it's a lot tougher to keep it away from them. But, uh, yeah, how do we do it? We just we just keep plugging. I know Scott, when he was working his full-time job and was and was trying to get this off the ground, it was it had to be tiring. And his, it was. Uh, it was totally hard. Him. But it got harder. when I, I told these guys outside last night it got harder because when I got done or when I jumped out, I just took on more. So right. now I can do more shows. So now when even at this stage of the game and I get this wild hair to get Steven and Mark and Scott Kurtz together to do a comic podcast, what I wanted to do for ages, we had to really think about that. Like, do I have time for this thing? No. No. I don't have time for this. So what do we do? We spread it out. It's about every three weeks. It's one night or one Thursday a month, basically. We get together. We do it. If it ever gets more than that, great. We'll do it. But again, this was more motivated. This wasn't motivated because this is going to bring all this money to my bottom line or to their bottom line. It was, I get to hang out with Steven and Mark and Scott Kurtz. And we can let Scott Kurtz F-bomb through the whole thing. (laughs) And Mark can review poop off us. (laughs) And we can have a blast with people I like. So there's a lot to that. Like What Terpster says about the instance is really true. I don't think of that as work. I think of that as getting to hang out with friends. Mm. And when Randy was on the show, it was the same thing. There's this brotherhood. You establish it. You don't want it to ever go away. And people always say, well, if the instant sponsors went away, could you, what would you do? I'd say, I'd just keep doing the instance and figure out how to make it up somewhere else. Yeah. You could also, uh, like what I did was do a bunch of these shows and then get a job with a podcasting company because of that. So, you know, my, my job, my nine to five is um, working at a company that hosts podcasts now because of these shows. I mean, that's how I got the gig in the first place. Um, but also it's, you know, you don't really think about how much it really is until someone asks you and then you start talking about it and you're like, oh, so I run a golf organization and I do these podcasts and I work a nine to five and I do, you know, then you start going, well, that's, that's a lot of stuff. But when you're, when you're doing it, you're just doing it. You're like, on Friday morning, I got the instance and on Monday nights, I have the torture cast and in between I go to work and I go golfing on, you know, it's, I don't know, you just do it. You just keep doing it. Well, I know a lot of people throw around the word passion, but that, that kind of is what it all comes down to. If you do work a nine-to-five job and you love comic books, what are you going to do when you come home? I mean, you might be tired, but you also may find the time and the motivation to go and do that thing because you love it. And I think even though this, uh, I don't know, sometimes for me, woodworking, sometimes I don't feel like doing it, and I don't. Um, but ultimately, at my core, that's who I am. And I think for everybody up here, what we talk about is the stuff we're passionate about. So money or not, we're going to do it. I, and I think Veronica could second this. It helps to marry someone really successful and talented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I, I just had one more quick comment. Uh, Dills, I grew up in the L.A. area. I've been a Dodger fan oh. since they moved yeah. to L.A. I know, I'm, I'm in Giants territory, I know. Beat L.A. Uh, but I, I, I hope we can still be friends. Nope. We can. Absolutely we can. Dills, uh, Dills? No. Right? No. <laughs> Look, I'm friends with Dodger fans. One of my really good friends is a Dodger fan. We just have this one thing where if he brings it up, I may punch him in the face. And that's... <laughs> Sports. All right. I have no idea about any of that. It's hockey. Don't worry. It's hockey. All right. What's your name? The Whalers. All right. We got Whalers clapping. Okay. There we go. All right. I'm Joe from El Paso, also writing me. Um, First thing I wanted to do was uh, let you know I'm obviously a soldier, and I know you've all received emails saying thank you for what you do. Um, I'm here to say in person, 
thanks for everything you do. Thanks um, for what you do. Yeah, thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> things was that most of the time you get the email and we don't respond to what you say. Um, one of the things I wanted to say was when, uh, when we're deployed, um, um, it's great to have your shows because one of the, the key things that you do, and I don't know if you realize it, is that when you talk, you're not talking to us, you're not talking at us. It's like you're talking with us. It's like uh, just hanging out back here with our friends. And that's one of the things where you don't know how important that is until you don't have it. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's just something I really wanted you all to know. Um, I learned, I got, um, man. <laughs> you got us too. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I started listening to podcasts my first deployment to Iraq. Uh, my wife started playing World of Warcraft to kind of be the... Uh, lifeline while I was gone. It was our first time away. And I said, well, I might want to find out about this game while I'm gone. So I found the instance after finding about three or four terrible shows. About, uh, no, right? Well, well, hang on. Yeah. No, no, they weren't all bad. Some of them were pretty good. Yeah. Wow Insider was pretty bad. Where's Shram? Oh. Is he in there? Shram's in there somewhere. Oh. Kidding. We love Wow Insider. Oh, yeah. but, uh, but it went it went from there. Randy Scott on the instance back then got me started and then through the Frog Pants Network I've been introduced to the rest of your shows through Coverville um, which is a great one since mostly I listen to podcasts now not so much music and having a podcast about music really helps That's pretty good um, oh, thanks, and even man. weird things I even, even love listening uh, to you guys so, um, but yeah all your shows there's so many I'm not even going to try to list them out but yeah all of, all of your shows the Major Spoilers crew love your shows you guys are great um, but a question that I have is, do you think podcast has become mainstream yet? And if so or not, do you, do you see podcasts going away or changing into something else like most tech things do? Really good question, isn't it? Yeah. But no one has an answer for probably. Well, no, I mean, I'll, I'll say this uh, because I work for a podcast company. Uh, and I really appreciate you saying that, by the way. That's, I mean, we get emails like that, and those are the types of things, whether we get paid or not, Hearing stuff like what you said just now, I mean, that's, we're like, screw it. I don't care if I ever get paid for this. Yeah, it's all you. good. Um, but uh, I'll say this. Podcasting, I think, is still very, like, you guys all probably think, oh, yeah, podcasting, that's huge. It is not. It, you go out into the world, and you talk to someone about a podcast, and they have blank stare. Like, what is that? And you're like, okay, it's a radio show, but you download, like, they're just, they have no idea. And uh, I'm not sure, and we talk about this all the time at Podomatic, is there, uh, is there something, are we turning the corner or have we reached like the apex and now it's like a, a slow slide down on the other side? Like, I don't know. Um, but it's definitely not, it's not infiltrated mainstream at all. Um, and it's, I wish it would because to me it's much more preferable to like, you know, terrestrial radio. Um, where you just, it's the same stations everywhere you go, you know. Like I turn on the, the radio in Utah, same thing I'm hearing in San Francisco. And that It's all sucks. clear channel at this point. Yeah, and that sucks. And that's why podcasting to me is important because now you can do a show about anything and you can find your audience and it's great. I just wish everybody would get the hint. 
I, what, I, what I would add is I, what I found is interesting recently is you, we used to talk about this a lot, and I started more recently to think it seems to be flipping the other way, meaning that more and more of media that people consume is fragmenting. So by nature of that, podcasts get a bigger portion. What I mean by that is people are doing YouTube, they're doing Netflix streaming, they're doing Hulu, they're doing... I mean, there's so many sources to get content now that people are you know, cutting the cord. They're getting rid of a lot of those traditional... That might be part of the mix, but now it's more of a mix of media and people are getting it from different locations. And I think you know, podcasting is there as an option and I think more people will sort of find it as they branch out and start exploring these other sorts of media. So... I kind of stopped really worrying about it. It used to be something you worry about a lot. Is like, you know, when are we going to turn that to corner? When are we going to break through? But, I mean, I'm able to do this, and I love doing it, and I can make a living at it, and it's enough for me. So I don't know what more I could ask for or want. So you want to talk about YouTube well, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's the big issue that holds uh, audio podcasting back, is there isn't really a platform. Um, on, you know, Apple released the podcast app, um, and does anyone actually use it in this room? I don't know. Yes, I do. Do you like it? Absolutely not. Nope. Yeah, it is, it's atrocious. Um, we talked about it last year at this very event, and, I, yeah. and we were so excited. You guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. It's but garbage. I, I, think, I think the big thing is there's still quite a few barriers to entries around podcasts. Um, and, and certainly the younger generation, they are going to YouTube rather than Google even. It's the second biggest search engine. Um, and that's a platform where you can easily create your own content, upload it, people can watch it. Um, I, th I think that is an area that's going to grow and grow and grow and, and possibly replace a lot of other kind of, you know, kind of public access TV and things like that. Um, I don't think audio podcasts can do that until there is a, uh, an easy platform that you can go to. Um, iTunes, I don't think, really does it. I don't think any of the services out there have really stood out and been like, this is the home of great audio. It does feel like, though, at some point... You hit that ceiling with whatever it is. So let's say YouTube's the hot new platform and my, you know, all the 12-year-olds in the room know it, and that's the new way they consume all content, let's say, in the future. Well, then that's still just Google giving you a thing, and you better hope they get it right. It's not like a... I mean, radios and terrestrial radio are nice in a way because it's in your car, it's in your hand, it's anywhere, and it's just in the air, and you just freaking get it. Now, it sucks the way it's run, and it sucks the way it's gone, but I feel like the ubiquity has to be like that before mainstreamness happens. I think we're in the period after the second peak in podcasting. And, and what we're talking about is audio entertainment. Audio entertainment is not going anywhere, and, and people are always going to consume it. But what's happened is we had a peak after iTunes where you know a lot of people got into podcasting in a big land rush, and we're just getting off a peak based on smartphones where people were accessing it through apps, not just the podcast app, but Downcast, Stitcher, things like that. And now that's starting to level off. And I think Terpster nailed it. We're waiting for that next platform. And I think that platform is going to be a unified platform of getting your content over the Internet. Uh, it's going to be a, probably a service. Maybe it comes from Apple. Maybe it comes from Intel. Maybe it comes from somebody totally different where you say, oh, that's, that's now my cable TV and radio. And I have an app for it on my mobile devices. And I have a box at home hooked up to my TV or maybe it's built into my TV. And I think that's, we're waiting for that. And that will be the next peak. Uh, in podcasting. Then we'll all have to go find some new pirate thing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, part of the, the, the appeal of all this, for me, is that we're kind of breaking the rules, right? We should try piracy. Yeah. We yeah, could just, just get a boat. Perfect. Perfect. Do it. Fantastic. <laughs> Great question. Uh, go ahead, Narita. 
Hi, um, I'm Bart from Vancouver, BC. I'm also uh, Malachi in AIE, and uh, I do uh, a little segment called Ask Miss Mulgra at the end of... Uh, You're Miss Mulgra? I'm a fan. Tom loves the segments. It's his favorite part of the show. That's why he skips through everything, yeah, right? He does three, three times on I take it from yeah, three X to one X at the end. And then suddenly, yeah. regular speed. I do love the Tom Merritt. <laughs> Uh, my question for anybody who would like to answer it is, uh, when you, how do you approach decisions about your shows when a show you love comes into conflict with, say, business or financial decisions? Hmm. I, don't know, I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, I, I can do it in terms of life. Um, for example, um, there are two shows that I absolutely love doing. Um, one was Tipua, and the other one was Hypothetical Help. And um, kind of life got in the way, and we, we can't do them anymore. That's so, it? Yeah. Is that really it? Life. That was really the... What's that? The oh, there was some... What's the... What was the film one? What was oh, the film yeah. one? I don't remember. No, Film Sack still goes. I've, I've never been on it. But I would like to, actually. I'd make time for Film Sack if that... Um, <laughs> but I think, I think that's, that's the issue, is sometimes you do come up against, you know, something has to give. Um, and it's, um, it's, I think in both of those examples, or all of the examples, even Movielicious, um, it's always when it's a mutual thing. Um, I think if one of you's having trouble doing it, you can find a way to work around it. But it's when both of you are kind of in a place where it's like, wow, we've got no time, or you know, we just can't make this happen, the quality's slipping, or it's just not enjoyable in the same way, um, then you just have to kind of know when to step away, I guess. On the, on the business financial side, the way I approach it and have approached it since the tech TV days has been your audience is most important, your content is next in service of that audience, and then your business and financials need to support that. Uh, and if you get those out of order, your company may succeed in the short run, but it won't in the long run. Uh, and thankfully, I've worked for places that have the same mindset, and I haven't run into too many issues like that. In fact, the only issue recently that I've run into was Hulu wanted to advertise on Tech News Today, uh, and I cover it regularly with Brian, and as Brian knows, I'm not a fan of Hulu Plus and paying for it, so I'm like, I can't do an ad that tells people to subscribe. I don't mind it being on the show. I just can't read it. And Leo Laporte, bless his soul, was understanding enough to say, that's fine, I'll read it, and you just insert it into the show. So, you know, I'm lucky in that way. Does Leo like Hulu Plus? He does. Right. Yeah. Wow. He also likes money. Can you use it with forward signal? <laughs> See, well, that, that's, that's the equation. Hulu plus money. Yeah. Wow, that was loud. Yeah. Sorry about that. That was the sound of money. It's interesting. We don't... We're really careful uh, network-wide, really, not to take anything we don't feel real comfortable with. We, I was a little nervous about the man grade a couple years ago. I didn't know what that was about. Like, it seemed a little 2 a.m. what's on TV. The what? It's weird... The man grade. Man grade. And it's like a, it's like it's a awesome. grilling accessory, yeah, and it works. It's great. It's a grilling accessory. <laughs> but man great. The man the great. Man great. The lady great, not yet not, in the stock. Yeah, that's yeah. new. Coming out this spring. I don't know what my point was, so I'm not going to finish. I don't know what it was. You stop at man great. I'm next, aren't I? Right? Yeah. I'm next. All right. Your name, please. All right. I'm Greg. I uh, also Rado Zato on um, AIE The Secret World. And I've heard from various different guys on your different podcasts about you know, all your different job experiences and things like that. Scott's shared a lot of things like 
more kind of cheat sheets and things like that. What I'm curious, like this is a, <laughs> Spanish for boobs, by the way. <laughs> what I'm curious from all of you is like, what was your first job? Just like a quick down the road, what was everyone's first job? Holy crap! All right, table table first, Brian me, and me last. Scott Fletcher, you're first. Speak up, man. Boobies. I was a uh, uh, dance club DJ at the Holiday Inn in Billings, Montana. <laughs> That's a hot dance club. I don't know if we need to go on after that. <laughs> Next question. Nicole, what did you do? Um, I was 14, so I, I wasn't legally supposed to be working, so they paid me under the table, and I washed dishes at a restaurant. And Woo! So you, were illegal, you were an illegal dishwasher? Now she doesn't dishwasher. wash dishes at all. <laughs> That's our pirate thing, Scott, when podcasting is too big. Dishwashing. She was an illegal dishwasher. I was an illegal dishwasher. Yep. He was a DJ. (laughs) (laughs) A forbidden love. And it was murder. Uh, My grandfather owned a fishing tackle store, and I got to pack worms. (laughs) Exciting stuff. Love that packer. Worms. I like that. Um... I was a disc jockey for the best country in the country, WGEL, when I was 16. Wow. All right. Spinning those country hits. Yeah. Most of my shift was running American Country Countdown off of LP, which was hosted by Bob Kingsley. And then I just had to run the commercials. And then I got to do an hour of actually playing 45s. So what, was the, what were the hot bands at the time? George Strait, Dwight Yoakam... I just Steve wanted Earl. to hear you say all these names. <laughs> <laughs> so not the Tom Merritt of 2013. <laughs> Veronica, how about you? Um, my first, I'm pretty sure my first job, I worked at a Lindt chocolate store. Oh. And I ate a lot <laughs> of truffles. Nice. And I fell asleep once. <laughs> and then you were fired. Sacked. Sorry, sacked. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was 14, illegally working, and I was washing dishes. True story. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dishes. Oh, you guys. Me and Nicole, we both no washed dishes. I got paid Two $40. Dishes. How much did you get paid? He was also. I got paid three twenty-five. I think it was. Three twenty-five. Three fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Is this? You guys are having illegal dishwasher talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Insider information. I was gonna say. You, you guys were doing much better than that. <laughs> you guys were doing much better than me because I was also fourteen, working as a dishwasher. I got nice. paid two seventy-five an hour, and the restaurant was so crappy that when it rained. The back kitchen area where I was washing leaked, and so it was just pouring down rain. That's automatic washing, that is. Yeah, That's yeah. A, you just don't have to do anything. I've seen a trend here. Coming up next on the Washcast. <laughs> so, my first real job was in a cotton gin. I ran a console where I cut a bale of cotton every 10 or 15 minutes as it was being ginned. And I looked at these screens of CCTV shots of the different parts of the gin. And it was a ridiculously easy job. And I had the night shift, so I was by myself at this console. I got to listen to the radio all night long, every night. And, and when you do that, you listen to every station in your area because if you stick with one, it'll drive you insane. So I fell in love with the radio. My very first job was sort of leading me in Did this direction. Did you get to listen to Tom ever? Any of the country hits? <laughs> Here's I Never Picked Cotton going out to Randy Jordan. <laughs> Um, I used to sell electronics in a department store. So there you go. Who would have thought me wow. a sleazy salesman? What, 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 was the, what was the hot item? The hot item? A... Um, well, when I, when I first started, uh, the iPod just came out. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> I do oh, not. Oh, yeah. Wow. oh, I'm sorry, Grandad. What? Sorry. 
I had three kids by then. <laughs> One was only a few months old, but still. Sheesh. Uh, I worked at an ice cream shop and scooped ice cream, and I had a Popeye forearm, and it was awesome. I missed that forearm. It was great. <laughs> was it disproportionate to the other arms? Oh, yeah. yeah. One big arm? Actually, one of my co Scooping ice cream. From scooping ice cream. Scooping ice cream. Scooping the cream is what we used to call it. So uh, <laughs> every time a custody would come in, we'd have to scoop some cream and oh, move on. And uh, <laughs> and then afterwards, I got a job at a bagel shop, and I spread the cream. And then, right. uh, <laughs> then I worked at a coffee shop, and I steamed the cream after that. So I like cream. I do edit the instance occasionally. I have to edit it sometimes. Then he worked for a, a porno movie company, but he was called Making Bagels. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, Adam, what was your... I, uh, I don't know how talking? I can follow that up other than to say I also, my first job was at a family-run ice cream parlor in Walnut Creek <laughs> called Lippert's, but I was a short order cook and but the one benefit was they made their own ice cream so we had a lot of nitrous oh you made your own cream oxide around and that made the job incredibly fun well played and all right i'll say and then ribbit ribbit over there will say ribbit that's what i called it um i was 14 i guess working illegally but i was working for my dad in his arcades so we i'd go in empty quarters with him and help him fix broken pac-man like you know, like the cool cocktail versions of like Pac-Man. We had one in every Pizza Hut in Utah, and we'd start at the top, go all the way to the bottom, empty all the quarters, fix anything you needed fixing. Got electrocuted once. <laughs> Dream job. And I don't think I even got. I paid a little. He paid me a little bit, like like slave labor money. But holy crap, it was awesome because these video games. I was playing Missile Command for you know for days while he's fixing something else, and we had whole arcades, and I would come help like clean them, and that was that was an awesome job. Kind of wish I still had that job. <laughs> I was uh, 15, and I was a walking sandwich board for a uh, <laughs> for a take it and bake it pizza place, and I would walk up and down Sheridan Boulevard in Denver for four hours a day with my headphones on, listening to uh, the radio, the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series, the nice. Star Wars radio series from the BBC, and people would drive by and huck pennies <laughs> or other objects at my sandwich board as they drove by. Awesome. And occasionally, they did the sandwich board. <laughs> All right, who you got over there? Oh, I got somebody over here. I have uh, Trevor. Hi, uh, I'm Trevor from America's Hat, uh, apparently. Uh, that hat is a toque. <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, I really enjoy about Podcasts and, and uh, listening to the podcast is to really to get to know the uh, uh, the producers, getting to know uh, guys who are telling stories uh, in in the uh, the podcast. So the personal um, stories that you've done, have you ever for, uh, said something that you really regretted later? Every uh, day. Yes. So, Never. I guess the question is, what's the, what's the thing you regret the most? I'm not answering this first. Somebody else go. <laughs> um, I think mine would be about the time I uh, was picking my daughter up and I accidentally had to stop off at a construction site and take a dump. Um... Oh, wait, no, no, that was you, wasn't it, Scott? Sorry. I, I, sorry, sorry. No, I, I don't think I said anything that bad. No. That is embarrassing. Yeah. I remember the time I told this story about eating a bunch of tacos in my car in the parking lot. 
No, wait, that was Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we've all regretted the, Scott, the stories that Scott has told. <laughs> That's what TMS is for. That is a little insight. TMI is what TMI. that is. <laughs> TMS is, I mean, some of its genesis was, let's do a thing where we just let it, really let it all hang out. Like, let you guys really see into our lives. Brian, Brian's eyes, or lives and mine. Mine just happen to be kind of psycho. But his, his are interesting. Um, but yeah, that's the reason that show exists. It's to it's strip therapy. it all naked a little bit and say, here's who we are and we're with you and and you guys are okay with that, right? So what happens is at an event like this, 80% of you walked up to me and asked, did you eat anything? Right. Uh, don't poop yourself. <laughs> the, did you, you know, just because of a couple of stories I told. I'm willing to own that, though. It's fine. It's fine. Now you guys can answer this for real. Oh. Regrets, never... Tom, Veronica, somebody. Do I have any regrets, Eileen? No? Anything you regret me telling? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't regret anything. I regret, I regret just talking about it more just now, actually. Oh! Hmm. Uh, the lost there was the lost Yeah, I said something on Buzz Out Loud one time that I got in a lot of trouble for, um, but it was not hurtful. It was just poor language. Yeah, and it was supposed to be edited out, and I was supposed to edit it out, and I didn't. <laughs> and so I got really upset. Ball board circle. Yes, and cluster. Yep. <laughs> and among other things. Jerk. So, getting that also. Um, so, yeah, that was bad. I, I kind of regretted that at the time, but now it's so far in the past that I don't really think about it much. Yeah, lack of editing. Actually, the thing I regret interested. ever saying was not on a podcast. It was uh, I was the stadium announcer for the Illinois women's basketball team, and during the halftime, I was announcing the competition between these two like junior high kids to, to win a Subway sandwich or something. Uh, and they had to beat each other in making free throws. And, you know, so I'm trying to get the competition going between the two. And the girl makes, makes one, and then the boy comes up, and I said, you're not going to let a girl beat you. Oh. <laughs> Did he let the girl beat him? It hurts me to st- tell that story now. <laughs> Never again. That's a good one. I feel like you get in more trouble now. Right now. Uh, at that. a women's basketball game? Right. You got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> the, the lady scorekeeper that sat next to me at the table was very nice. Like, he didn't mean it. She tried to defend me. Because <laughs> you didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. But I said it. How embarrassing. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Anybody else? You guys all good? I regret nothing. Yeah. I've, I've told stories about, I mean, I think recently on the torture cast, I went off on a tangent about uh, getting really drunk on, on tour and jumping into a half-full swimming pool at a really crappy Motel 6 and getting a, a mouthful of salty pool water. <laughs> it wasn't pool water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I don't, I, I don't regret any of this stuff. I, you know, the fact is, you say this kind of stuff, and maybe some people might cringe a little bit when you say this stuff, but in the end you realize that uh, nobody really cares. Actually, people identify with these really embarrassing stories. And once you say them, and people don't stop being your friend, you realize, oh, you can just say whatever you want. Yeah, it's not like you're saying, I killed, I killed a guy in Reno and buried him in a Well, I did, but, bed. <laughs> but we're still his friend. <laughs> but they're still my friends, guys. Yeah. Part of this whole, you know, I think podcasting lends itself to 
Everyone keeps talking about community. This is an extension of that. It's an embarrassing extension of it, but it's the same thing. You guys just get to know us for who we are instead of us in some ivory tower apart from you. That's the goal. I hope we do it right, or I hope we're good at it. Is it my turn? It is. Good job, Canada. That's right there between uh, Vancouver and uh, Edmonton. Yes. There's the Tim Hortons there. we got a little more time. We'll take a couple more. Go ahead. All right. I'm Andrew, a.k.a. Alavale from EIE. Uh, thanks. You play. What's your character? What's your man? Uh, I'm a uh, prod paladin. Uh, blood elf. Uh, we like pallies. We like blood elves. How are we mm-hmm. feeling about those right now? Uh, yeah, oh, they're wow. awesome. Okay. Yeah, prod paladin, blood elf. They're, they're a thing. Um, my question is really more towards Scott Fletcher, and, and uh, the rest of you may have something to add in on as well. But you've decided to do voiceover work, which is not necessarily mainstream to a wide degree. Some things it is, some things it isn't. But you've had to make a turning point decision in your life to do so. And a lot of you have made that turning point decision to kind of go out on your own. What was that like for you? Let's be clear. I never made any decision. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm one of the nine-to-fivers. I uh, have a, uh, uh, I'm a software architect developer person for an insurance company in Peoria, Illinois. Um, I do that from 8.30 to 5. I come home, and then I'm a parent of three children and a husband to a lovely wife sitting over there. Uh, and then sometime around 9 o'clock, I binge, media binge on Netflix for all the things you guys are talking about. And then for about three minutes a week, I record film sack liners or the occasional tweet that you send to at Mr. Scott Fletcher to be played on TMS. It is nine, you know what? It's 9 to 5. His voicemail message is the best one there, though. Right? Hello. Yeah. Thank you for calling. <laughs> so I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand. I am taking zero risk. <laughs> the, the folks that have dedicated their lives to the passion of media and technology news or art really are the, the heroes in my eyes. I'm just an imposter um, who gets A to show up and participate. Imposter. Very talented. Well, I feel like we're ripping him off. So here's the thing. I feel like Scott Fletcher is just a fountain of talent. And I've said it every year, and I'll say it again. It's not, this is no good with, if he doesn't come, come here. Like, we need his voice to cap it all off. It's like the shows. And I, I would miss it terribly, and it would be awful. And it's been this really great, proactive, interesting relationship over the years. And I thank my lucky stars every day that he gives two craps about it. Because, you know, it's, it's work. I'm giving him stuff to do. And every time I do it, I'm like, ah. You know, he, he's, 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 you hear him talk and you think he's pro. You think he's doing this full time. And you're not he's wrong pro. to think it because he's that good. So clap for Scott Fletcher. Right. Yeah. I love you. And he never says no, yeah. ever. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm also part of kind of a fringe thing. Sky D knows about it. We're a Minecraft server as well. We have the Final Score Minecraft server started by Mr. Brian Dunaway there, so thank you for that. But we've also branched out, and now we're part of another community called Frog Tech, which is a sister community to our Minecraft server. And it's just, it's a really cool community. It takes Minecraft elements, very simple elements, and makes it very complicated. So you don't just have a simple block. You need three other machine blocks to make something else. And it's really quite interesting. You should check it out. It's, it's linked on the final score server, the Minecraft server that we have. So encourage all of you to can, Nerd. Right, nerd. Can I, can I, can I ride a horse yet? That's, That's all awesome. I can I ride a horse? Right. Hi. Hello. My name, my name is Aaron. 
AKA Aaron. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Uh, so I've been listening to podcasts for about five years now, and I've been on, uh, listening to Frog Pants for about three years. And in October, I decided, well, maybe I have the talent to uh, do my own show. So I started a podcast called The Comic Book Show. It's about comic books. Um, but one thing that I find hard is I don't really find social media interesting. Like, I have to push myself to, to get on Twitter or to check Facebook. And I wanted to know if you guys think that that is a really important aspect of producing content these days. Is, you know, is a presence on Facebook and on Twitter really important to being successful? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> People have to know sort of. what you're doing. If you can't tell them that you're doing something, they won't know it. And that I, you're doing I would take it. it so far as to say that producing a show is doing social media. Uh, too mm-hmm. many people think of this thing and then we're going to do social media for it. And we need to make sure they're married. You are either doing social media in the process or you're just you're not finding an audience, you're not getting the content you deserve. Et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can make a show and have it go out into the void and not have any interaction with your audience. You know, you, you can do that. You can put it on iTunes. You can even put it on a Twitter account and just never respond to anyone. But half the fun of the shows that we do is interacting with our audiences and getting real-time feedback, whether it's on Google Plus or on Twitter or on Facebook. I think Facebook is the one I probably use the least for my shows, um, but Twitter is absolutely indispensable for me. Um, even when we're doing something like like Vaginal Fantasy Live or something like that, we're taking real-time comments and integrating it into the show as we're recording it and streaming it on our Google Hangout. So it's it's pretty indispensable for us. And I mean, just for me and my career in general, like I'd be pretty. There's children here. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's it's made a big difference for 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 my career. Yeah. I'd I'd say. It's not about social media. Forget about that. Don't feel like, I must go to the social media and do the social media. It's about what Randy said, interacting with your audience. And it's about doing the kinds of things Veronica just said, which is finding out what your audience is into and talking to them. And for different shows, I've found out different things work. Some shows, they just don't want to respond on Twitter. The audience, for whatever reason, likes email. Other shows want to have a forum. Other shows want to have a blog post. Most shows want a combination of some of those things. So I would recommend finding out what your audience however small it might be at the beginning, is, is willing to do and where they're having a conversation. Because the important thing is talking to them and getting a conversation going. And you may find that they grow into other aspects of it later. But the fun thing is talking to your audience. And so don't feel like you're forced to be like, I must do the social media mining. Just think about it as like talking with the folks who are interested in the same things you're interested in. Find out where they want to talk about it. And if Twitter just happens to be the place you do it, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more of a mode to get to the end game, not that Twitter is the place. It's just Twitter happens to be a good place for a lot of us. Yeah, during the, uh, during the playoffs and stuff for the Giants last year, it became, I mean, I, I don't really check into, like, my torture cast Twitter very often. I, I do check into my personal one. But during the playoffs, it was like, I mean, I was watching the game with, everybody who listens to the show, almost. You know, it was like not just me and the few people I was with. It was like everybody was there watching the games together, and that was really cool. So, I mean, at that point, it transitions from something you feel you're forced to do to something you really want to do because you get to interact with people. I didn't even know you did a Giants show. You didn't? No. Oh, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Yay. You should, uh, should go on, on Twitter. Yeah, you, know, you should be on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> nice. See how we do it? We just say to each other, you want nice. to do a show? All right. <laughs> That's how all this works out. 
good answer. Good question. All right, I think we have time. I'm going to give you a quick announcement here. So, update. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> the, the big mudslide deal yeah. is rapidly being resolved. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's good. So, some so I, people... can, I can call off slide A 2013. Yeah. I had a whole bunch so of musicians don't have to go lined all, up. Yeah, you, all Lord yeah. of the Flies there comes up in here. <laughs> but you can't. So, what they've done is they've let some people up. Uh, so, some staff have been able to make it. Some of the restaurants are being restaffed, things like that. They're doing a $9 buffet right out in the whatever this is called Ooh. area. That's true, because I was going to eat Terpster. Yeah. <laughs> so, nobody will starve. <laughs> He is delicious. Mm, mm, sausage. sausage. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God, babe. I don't even remember the context of that. You I was going to tell me. So Why did I say that? You, you knew that was coming. It you was, had to know that was can coming. Can we wrap this up? Can we? Because i got something to do. Yeah, yeah. It's quite important. Sword, it was a sword and laser thing. Uh-huh. And Ice Warm, I think, captured it. Oh, somebody, this year? Somebody out here last year? capped it. Yeah, it was some just episode where you and Tom were talking. Okay. And you happened to say, mm. Sausage. And then somebody made the long one. <laughs> and now we use it all the time. All right, I love it. It's my favorite thing you in the world. use it all the time? Yeah, on the morning show, it's always getting played. <laughs> nice. That or uh, Stan, Stan Lee telling you that you're a silly person. You silly person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, the way it'll work is, after all this, I just want to make sure everybody knew there's food back at the place. It's not like we were going to all starve and eat each other or anything, all right? So we're going to do, let's do, I hate doing this because I know we have people stacked up. Let's do, let's do one more each side. But then, Scott, these we'll people, some of these people have been standing for a long time. Can we not all right, turn we'll them away? Quick. How about we make them Rapid quicker? fire it? Yeah. yeah. Rapid fire style. Rapid fire. All right, so you're up, right? Your turn? Uh, or is yeah. it me? I think it's you. Okay, it's me. Yeah. Sorry, go for it. Well, Johnny Feisty, everybody. <laughs> because he likes you. <laughs> that is entirely true. Um, uh, yeah, so like Scott just said, uh, I'm Johnny Feisty. Um, I've been doing uh, online content of different types for a couple of years. Um, but it took me about five years to actually get started. Uh, I was wondering if anybody had any sort of things you present to people who come up and are interested in getting into podcasting or just doing anything online and how to kind of get over that hump. Oh, that hump. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, just yep. start doing it. It's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of the internet. Is it doesn't matter yeah. if it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's just crappy, if anything, just put it out there. Yeah, get, yeah. get the crap out. Just yeah. get that done. Yeah. So the thing is, you hear about how crappy it is, and then and then either that makes you get better at it, or you mm-hmm. just stop. But yeah, if you've, you've got to start. If you've heard the instance episode like one through three, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> bad. Real All of bad. our first episodes are bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but also collaborate. Find someone to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. Find multiple people. Yeah, Keep finding idea. more people to collaborate with. Unless you're woodworking, we understand. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> He's um, collaborating with the trees, man. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> Wood. All right, good, yeah, good question. Way to go. Cool. Because he likes you, everyone. All right. E-I-S-T-Y. Where's Flappy? Luja the Mage here. Yay! I just want to tell you how awesome you are. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. You guys do a bunch of podcasts across great topics, and I love it. But do you ever catch the amount of flack for decisions totally out of your hand, like recently Blizzard? Uh, <laughs> Russell won't bite. Or, or that guy? Yeah. <laughs> they, um, they turned off Pet Battle XP. And the amount of hate mail I got about that <laughs> is staggering. It's like I... People were like, you need to fix this. I'm like, 
okay, let me just get on the phone and tell them. <laughs> so do you guys remember that problem where you were blamed for things entirely out of your hands, or is that just me? <laughs> no, I think it happens across the board for us. Yeah, when, we, when we goof off with um, Third Eagle of the Apocalypse on the morning show, <laughs> we, and he says something particularly stupid, we'll get email going, well, it's all across the board. I agree with him. I disagree with him. I can't believe you guys agree with him. I can't believe you guys disagree with him. And the whole time we're just kind of like, what? Dude, we're just, we're playing just making yeah. fun of this yeah. guy. And He's singing Carly Rae Jepsen. How yeah. can we not play it? Right. That's true. The instance. People blame us for stuff that happens in WoW, I think. I mean, I, you guys, do you guys ever get, like, the Red Wedding problem, Tom and Veronica, where <laughs> that had no spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the Red Wedding. But, like, that just caused all kinds of stuff you had to deal with or... You told me to read this series, and now I'm ticked. Mm. No, it doesn't really... I can't it happens less on Sword and Laser than on other shows. I, I get on Tech News Today all the time. Yeah. Whether I said it or not, I get blamed. And it happens to all the hosts. So, you know, you all said this. I'm like, oh, I didn't say it. Uh, but my way of dealing with all of those, no matter what show they come in, is to try to look at the non-emotional language and find out what, what like, the nut of what they're saying, which is, like... Maybe all it is is, I love pets. And then try to write back to that and say, I know what you mean. I love pets, too. I wish the XP were still there, but it's not. Thanks for writing in. People just wanted to blame somebody, and I guess I was easier to contact. Exactly. Exactly. I I have one guy that emails me all the time to tell me that Spotlight's broken and I need to do something about it. (laughs) Hey, he's right. What are you going to do about that? (laughs) Scott. Scott. Go, go, yes. go, go, go. Did someone say my name? No one said my name. Are you ready? I thought I heard it. Your name? Your name, please. I'm Lindsay from Rochester, New York. Yeah, hey. Rochester. Hey. Hello. Um, just a quick question. Looking back on the last like five, eight years that you guys have been doing podcasting, what's oh been the God. most uh, quality of life improvement that you discovered? Oh, oh wow. we get to do stuff we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. The, the thing that really made uh, it. Tools have gotten easier. Oh, for the podcasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not like bandwidth. Those, those petties you get once a week. We're not counting them. <laughs> I only know what that is for my wife. Routine, I think, is probably the biggest one. The more you do something, the more you edit your shows, the more you do the prep for the shows. Yeah. That actually has become a tool in and of itself to make everything a lot easier. TMS is a lot easier. People always ask, why? This seems like a lot of work. You're up there every day. You're trying to crank this stuff out. It is a lot of work, but we've gotten this groove now. Or it doesn't feel like work. Levelator. Yeah. yeah. Levelator's great. Levelator. Thank you, Allison. Lots of little tools and things. I still use Audacity as a backup sort of recording mechanism. That's been around forever, but it's one of those guilty pleasures just to have something you know works. Um, but, yeah, to me, it's just as the technology gets better, we have faster Internet. That's a, that's a quality of yeah. life improvement over the last eight years. So, yeah. Anybody else? Skype. As much as I hate to say it. Love-hate. It's a love-hate. It's not perfect, but it does. It has gotten better. Well, I'm really hoping that uh, Google Hangouts become the thing. No, I, but I don't. But it's, it's not going to happen. They're fun, but I can't. I well, can't. I mean, but I mean, Skype is just, I don't, I, maybe it's just me, but I'm constantly having problems with it. And other. It's not just you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other, other programs don't seem to have the uh, connectivity issues yeah, that if, I run into with if, Skype. If so. they did Hangouts better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's got built-in live streaming, you yeah. can, so you can, it just takes immediately care of YouTube all for you. All that. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be, that would be a lovely thing to be better. I'd rather they made that better than Skype better, I think. Yeah. If I, if I could, I mean, you know, they, I could like, you know, people, yeah. less so than the same. People that aren't me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if you could pipe in all the sound effects you want and do all that stuff, I mean, it would be, I think that would be great. But I think, honestly, though, uh, 
not a lot of stuff has actually changed, but we have discovered the stuff that's good yeah. over time, right? So that stuff was kind of already there. We just didn't know about it yet. It's all faster now. Yeah. Good job. You have to be nervous at all. Mm. Hello, my name is Eric, uh, a.k.a. Bladelock from AIE. Uh, I got two things. Number one is thank you for all you guys do for all the work and everything. I started out listening to Scott on an instance, one uh, one podcast, and then now it blew up to 50 podcasts. <laughs> so with that, it helps me with my work because, you know, I'm a night custodian at night, and, you know, I put my earphones on, and I'm done. You know, I, that's all I could care about is listening to the podcast. The next thing is, um, do you guys get nervous meeting all of us coming to you guys? Oh, heck yeah, uh, dude. Yes. <laughs> Scott does. Well, I do. I know. It's, I know. It's not, the right, it's not the right term. Like, just general nervous is not it. It's just, I have a problem where I want everyone to have a really good time, and I can't stand to think there are people, like, behind a rock slide somewhere who can't get up there. <laughs> so I, I'll internalize that. Well, you're the party that. host, aren't you? That's the same thing when you throw a, a house party or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You always want everyone to have a good time. Yeah, and you always do. And I'm not even saying it's because I'm trying to make it happen. I'm just saying I take it, I take it all. You... you Ask my wife. It's a problem. But, but I, don't, I wouldn't trade for anything, but I do internalize it. I tend to be like, oh, is that guy okay? That person's frowning at this very second. What's that about? What can I do somehow to, to fix that? So, yeah, for me, it, it's that kind of nervousness. It's not act- When I meet you, it's great. All these hugs are great. Squeezing a little toot out of jury when I saw him was great. <laughs> It really was. Odorless. I don't know what was up with It's that. amazing, though, as well, because uh, a lot of the people here, we've either met previous years or we've you know, kind of seen in chat channels and had emails from, and it's such a unique opportunity to kind of actually get a chance to talk to you guys and actually have you guys talk back to us. Often you just hear me talk at you. And to be honest with you, if you meet me today, I'll probably just talk at you. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is really nice. And so I think it's less so nervous and just more kind of excitement, really. It's, it's this limited time window. We've only got two days, um, and it's trying to make the most of it. So, yeah, if you see well, us, but, come say hello. Yeah, say hello. Absolutely. Yeah, I, don't, I usually only get nervous in front of a hostile crowd. So, like, if I get in front of a hostile crowd that when I'm talking about my programming... That's scary. But Shut you up, guys, you guys Does that happen us. a lot? <laughs> What's that? You in front of a lot of hostile crowds? This is not... Yeah. <laughs> who, who here likes a minority report? Oh, we... <laughs> you are hostile. Wow, well, not friendly. You guys are so friendly. <laughs> that Russian guy from the chipper in uh, Fargo made a new pair of eyeballs. <laughs> That's the best part of that movie. All right, who's up? Is it me or you? It's you. Is it me? I forget. Oh, Iron Man, everybody. <laughs> Hello, I'm Bill. You may know me as Chinbeard or Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. Could be his brother. Where's, his, where's your twin? All right. That is lip mustache. Uh, I have a question for specifically for Senor Wood Whisperer uh, or anyone else who does video content. I do a lot of video stuff with the prop making that I do, mm-hmm. and I always find myself sort of behind the eight ball on a deadline, and like I can't pull out all my video equipment, record it, edit all that, because it takes so much time. So how do you decide which projects get filmed and which ones don't? Every project gets filmed. If I, if I build something that I don't film, it's a wasted opportunity for me. So everything that I do, and I, I miss being able to just go into the shop and, and dive in and listen to podcasts. Um, I'm always mic'd up. I've got my camera there. It's this constant ball and chain. 
but I do it because if I, I feel guilty. If I put something on Facebook that I built and I don't tell people how I built it or take pictures or show them, I get a lot of flack for it. So, uh, frankly, I just film every damn thing that but, I do. Uh, have you made that process really easy, though? Have you kind of set up cameras and lights? So you, yeah. Do you just go in and kind of press record as such? Well, I just uh, built a new shop uh, on our property, so I made sure I'm not going to set up lights for every shot. So... Uh, we've got decent overhead lights with a you know a, a color um, range that actually works well for video. Um, the camera is on a mobile tripod, so I can move it around, and I've got wireless mics. That's about as easy as you could really make it. Um, but you get good after a while uh, figuring out what you need to film, what you can voice over later, and I just kind of do it on the fly. I don't really script much out, um, but I, I, I film everything. But it's also about the, the calendar, and that's what we've struggled with for many years is deciding, okay, what's the next you know, six months going to look like yeah. and plan that out and kind of gauging your time that way too. And that, that makes it easier. It does. Nicole's good at that stuff. Thank you, Chin Beard. Well, now, now I feel lazy. <laughs> no, you need to, you need to be down. lazy. You need to mm-hmm. make it easy yeah, for yourself. Take, take that lazy prop arm and go yeah, sit Yeah, take that off and, and what are you without that? <laughs> I'll just set you up the line. Hang on, let me go again. Take off the suit, and what are you? A genius philanthropist billionaire. Prop building. Prop building. I'm Sam Henderson from Santa Rosa, California. Hi, Sam. Nice. And I have a question for Scott Fletcher. Um, he does a lot of voice stuff for... Frog Pants, and I wanted to know if he does stuff like voice voices for stuff that's not Frog Pants. That's a great question. I think you should sit in this chair while we answer it. Mm. Come on up here. <laughs> and while you're getting up there, let me pre-apologize for some of the words you're going to hear in the Battle right. of the Frog Pants All-Stars. <laughs> Boobies! <laughs> Uh, I've done a little bit of work, um, mostly industrial videos. I've spent 30 minutes describing the, uh, the benefits of an automatic food heating system. <laughs> also, uh, some dishwashing equipment, which is an odd tie-in. Uh, and most famously, I'm the tour guide voice on a uh, bus that goes around Lake Geneva. And let's see, I also did a Denmark uh, radio commercial for a jazz festival. Does the car thing say derp if you take the wrong turn? (laughs) Oh, and you can also get my voice on your Garmin GPS unit by visiting www.mrscottfletcher.com. Totally free. Well, that's it. I'm available for work, though. (laughs) When when you did the Denmark job, was it English or Danish? Uh, Danish. it was a gavir gavir gavir. The guy, the guy had to send me audio recordings of what the words should sound like, and I just parroted them back. And it was that weird mix of English and Danish, where I'd say, and showing up on stage, gavir gavir gavir. All right, our last question comes to us from. I got to follow a kid with a stupid question now. Um, no, well, his question was cute. He means his stupid question. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not stupid. No. Um, so yeah, I co-host uh, Torture Cast with uh, Willie. Do epic yes. diapers. Uh, kids are hard, and epic sometimes diapers. the AIE raid rapid wrap up. Sorry, Gomez, that doesn't always happen. Um, 
You know, look, I treat kids are hard with my wife. Um, we do it in the morning, and uh, it's just with a cup of coffee. It's a nice, relaxed kind of podcast. At night, however, once a week, I do sit on Skype with uh, Willie and another guy, Ben. I do treat it like a sports conversation at a bar. We've been known to imbibe certain amounts of alcohol during the podcast to the point where yes. maybe it goes a little too far. Uh, <laughs> I finish a show, wrap it up, go, damn, I nailed that. <laughs> Listen to it the next day, and I sound like Dudley Moore. <laughs> so my question is, how many of you, probably just Dills and Terpster, have podcasts under the influence, and have you heard yourself oh, the next day? Oh. I'm pretty sure, like I'm to, pretty sure. I'd like to point out, no, Jury yeah. and Brian Brushwood raised their hand. I'm pretty sure I'm drunk on all of my audio podcasts. I don't think there's a single audio podcast Isn't that I do every that I'm not podcast? inebriated. On a related note, I'd like to point out that Night Attack 2 is available on the iTunes store right now. <laughs> How many people are drunk now? <laughs> So I think I'm the only one who's not ever been drunk ever. You guys, ever. No, you're just no, regardless, podcast yeah. or not, that is. You know, I think I think that's the, it's, it's a social thing, and drinking mm-hmm. should be a social thing. Um, well, I'm told um, <laughs> it should be. Sometimes. Someone's drinking somewhere. Yeah, yeah it doesn't have to. And, and that's the great them. thing about the internet is you'll be sat by yourself drinking with your friends who are sat by themselves drinking mm-hmm. with you. Um, yeah. We're sharing a drink called loneliness. <laughs> but it's better than drinking alone. We, we've legitimized it by having a segment called What Are We Drinking? Yes. So that, that helps with that. Smart. And then for, for Vaginal content. Fantasy, it's just like, it's a free-for-all. Anything can happen. I think we said, need to get so. a sponsorship with some alcohol. That'd be great. We've Today's been, show brought open you by all the beer. <laughs> we're very open to that. There's an episode of Drink CNET responsibly, Top... kids. Yes. Yeah. There's an episode of CNET Top 5 out there that I did after three Boddingtons with Brian Cooley. Um, ooh. I could tell. Still legend. Right. Yeah. Scott, like, you know what that means. You're like, ooh, three Boddingtons. You have no frame of reference. I've heard <laughs> of these things. Yes. I can't even imagine what I'd be like drunk. I think you get surprised after a while what you can pull off when you're drunk. Yeah. Um, I run a global golf organization when we have a world championship every year. And I'm basically hammered the entire time. And yet, somehow, and I'm like, I'm like Scott at that thing. I mean, I'm responsible for everyone's good time. Yeah. And uh, somehow it goes off without a hitch every single year. It's like this. Yeah. But I'll tell you, there's a huge downside. And that is that uh, years ago, some of the best episodes of any podcasts that I did with Scott, I was drinking. And we would get this amazing iTunes review. Like, look at look at you guys. You really found your groove or whatever. And and so then you're stuck there. But I then he's also got to get my groove yeah. again. Scotch at every recording after that. And and but the thing is that every time I get contacted by Scott Johnson, he's like, "So what are you drinking today? We're going to talk about drinking. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, hello. Yes, please." Oh, no, it's just pop. It's, it's just, just soda pop. water. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all right. Just, that one's alcohol. Yeah, it's pop soda. Uh, don't worry about it. Where'd Sam go? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Over here, jury. Over here. Oh, that is Brush your ball. That is not good. Actually, this one's actually soda. Tell him that. Tell him that's soda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drink it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that ends the uh, Frog Pants Producers portion of the program.
cannot thank these guys enough. Thank you, everybody on the panel, uh, as always. And um, they're not just uh, good friends. They are uh, family, like you guys. So thank all of you for your questions. Hi, this is Joel Watson from HighJinksAndSue.com. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio, you lucky son of a bitch.